Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. I'm going to come from the wisest man in the Bible. I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. I'm going to use one verse this morning. Uh, Solomon proves to us that you can succeed in life, that you can really arrive in life and still be meaningless, that you can accomplish all kinds of things and still not have any joy or peace, that you can be empty. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4, one verse this morning, he who observes the wind will not sow. You know, it'd be hard to sow wheat today if you had to throw it this morning. It'd just blow back in your face, right? If you, ha- if you observe the wind, you will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. The Amplified says, he who waits for all the conditions to be favorable. The, the Message Bible says, if you watch the wind, if you watch the wind, if you look at the conditions, if you keep waiting, you'll never find the right moment. Amen. Have you ever noticed that your mind goes out to prove what you already thought? Have you ever noticed how many times you come to a decision and then your mind runs out there to find the evidence to back up what you think? Have you ever noticed that your mind will procrastinate those things that the Spirit has told you? I mean, some of you in this room right now, are, are you know you need to go on a diet. But you're going, oh, Thanksgiving's only three weeks away. Right? I mean, your mind will find reasons not to do what it is you, I mean, Paul laments about it. He goes, the things I know to do are the things I don't do, and the things I know not to do are the, he laments about how I know I need to, but if you watch the wind, you would never sow. If you're waiting on the right time, I have news for you, your mind will go out and find reasons to keep you from doing those things that you know to do. If you're looking for a reason not to... Listen, how many of you know you can always find a reason to complain? I mean, you can, even though you know God's good to you, and even though you know God's taking care of you, you can find a reason not to praise and worship. I can remember like it was yesterday. We moved into this building and some of us had worked our fannies off to get here. We were so excited. And the very first Sunday, I had four people tell me it's too cold in here. (laughs) All I had to do was wait a few weeks and then it was too hot. We were trying to figure out, Bruce was here, we were trying to figure out how to run all the air conditioning and what to do with it. And and, and, you know, it's too loud. It's way too long. I mean, instead of us being, there, there, we had people coming out of the woodwork, but they weren't excited for us the way we were excited for us. You can always find a reason not to worship. You can always find a reason to go into depression. Always. I, I guarantee you, some of you right now are mulling over a problem in your life, and it's going to keep you from hearing anything I got to say. You can always find a reason not to focus on what's going on. Your minds will collect evidence to support the theories that you've already come to. You can find a reason to be tired. How many of you ever slept 10 hours and woke up tired? 
Your, your mind will convince you that you don't have the energy to take the trash out. Your mind will have the energy, it'll find the reasons, come on, how many of you are raising teenagers? How many reasons can you have not to put your clothes up? I mean, I'm serious. They will come up with all kinds of reasons as to why their shoes go there. Uh, 34 years, I have a right to, to just kind of lament a little bit. Can I tell you the number one thing that I believe keeps the church from growing? The number one demon, the number one obstacle that hinders people from coming to Jesus, the weatherman. It's the weatherman. I hate the weatherman. I pray over the weatherman. The weatherman. I mean, you can see people. The, the, the weatherman. You know, next week it's going to be icy. Have you ever noticed Dylan's can be out of bread and out of milk? All because the weatherman made a forecast. Do you know forecasts will come against your faith? People pay attention to a forecast more than they do the faith. I mean... Inclement weather. What does that mean? We're going to have inclement weather. It could mean it's going to be pretty. We're going to the lake. Woo! I have people tell me all the time, well, it's going to be too pretty to go to church. <laughs> too nice. Too nice. There's going, to, there's going to be ice, you know. We're, you know. I hate the weatherman. The forecast can create so much fear. So much fear about something that's never going to happen that we simply don't do anything. If you watch the wind, you'll never sow. If you watch the clouds, you'll never reap. My dad, my dad watched the 10 o'clock news every night. He was a carpenter, a contractor. He worked outside and he wanted to be a farmer. <laughs> he loved cattle. Too bad they didn't love him back. But anyway... He would watch the 10 o'clock news. And my dad didn't cuss, but he grumbled. <laughs> and he'd start grumbling about halfway through the news report about the weather. Because he's going to have to move people around. It, it, how many of you have a phone? Yeah. And you have something called that app. And now it, it'll tell you every hour. Right? So you get up in the morning, you check the weather app. Well, we'll mow the yard about 1230. I mean, that, that app controls what you're going to do. Well, we go fishing that day, but on Thursday it's going to rain. So now, I hate that weather app. And then Annie has a different one. Mine says it's going to be 60. Mine says it's going to be 40. Mine says it's going to rain. Mine says it ain't going to rain. And now we're sitting here arguing over what the weather app. <laughs> I hate the weather app. I wonder how many people have missed doing something because it might. Yeah. It just might. You know, it might. It, it might. I wonder what the devil has kept us from doing because it might. Yeah, but they might not like me. Well, I might get hurt. Well, if I go to church, that church might. I wonder how big that internal weatherman is. I mean, that unprocessed set of emotions from a past experience that now is determined to you how to forecast what tomorrow may be. Did you get any of that? 
I mean, because of this stuff, now we're predicting what's going to happen. So, so, so this invisible interpreting weather person on the inside of us, we ain't sowing nothing. We ain't planting nothing. We ain't reaping nothing. We ain't, we're paralyzed by what we're observing. I mean, I, I got this friend that every time he calls me, and he calls me a lot, he, I, I pick the phone up and he goes, is this a good time? This is a good time. Listen, Annie and I would not have come here if we were waiting for the conditions to be correct. I had buried my dad nine months earlier. We had shut down a business that had been going that had 400 employees. We'd had to sell our home. We weren't broke. We we had nothing. If we had waited for the right time, we would never have responded to God. I can't tell you how many people I know that are waiting for everything just to be right before they sow the Word of God, before they believe the Word of God. Before they, Can I tell you, in the last two Sundays, we've had 14. We have 14 names. It's not just a hand. 14 names of people that have surrendered their heart to Jesus Christ. Can I, can I tell you something? I don't give a flip what's on the news. Seriously. People ask me questions I have watched because I know 14 lives today who have made some kind of peace with Christ. Can I tell you, I serve Jesus. I serve the kingdom of God and all this other stuff that you keep hearing and listening and are concerned about. I don't care. This is a good time for people to get saved. There's a great time for people to get healed. There's lots, there's a crowd that needs healed. I mean, if you keep watching any of that stuff on the news, there are a lot of people. I got lots of people that need healing this morning. That's really all I'm caring about is can I facilitate the healing of Christ in the lives of people? If, if, if we keep waiting, we're going to miss the point. Amen. H- had you ever made a commitment to do something, and then when it came time to keep the ful- fulfillment, you weren't in the right mood? Because you've got to kind of feel it to fulfill it. I know all kinds of people that they, man, but when it came time, they weren't in the right mood. So, so in order to keep a commitment, they had to have the right feeling. Oh, well, can I tell you that sometimes you might have to go against? Solomon said, if you keep observing, you'll never sow and you'll never reap. Let me put it in my translation. If you're always checking or consulting with how you feel, you will always find a reason to contradict your commitment. Shall I say it again? If you're always checking or consulting with how you feel, you will always find a reason to contradict your commitment. That's why marriages fail. Marriages fail because I don't feel the way I felt 44 years ago. I can tell you why I don't feel the way I felt 44 years ago. Because I didn't look like this. (laughs) This thing, it was, I know it's hard to believe, it was buff. It, I have it on various opinions, it was cute. 
It doesn't feel what it used to feel because it's not what it used to be. It's different. I mean, people lose a relationship because it doesn't feel like it felt. I mean, people have trouble. See, there'll always be a reason to find, not to forgive someone. There'll always be a reason you don't feel like forgiving. There'll always be a reason why you don't feel like being nice, why you feel like being kind. I think something's wrong with the radar system that's been forecasting certain things in our culture. And if I wanted to, I am bright enough to talk to you about how people forecast all kinds of things. I'm not completely oblivious to the fact that we've just gone through a season where people forecast certain things and it wasn't that way. And I would say to you, there's still a, a lot of people that are relying on emotional, eternal issues that need to be healed. And until they get healed, they will continue to forecast things in their future that really aren't true. If you've got any of this, you'll get it. We as the church need to be about healing things on the inside so that we're not limited by these invisible winds that are blowing. We need to work on this. We need to work on it deeply. Because today is the day to sow, and today is the day to reap. Say not, wait four months for the harvest, but she is white today, now. Too many of us are consulting the forecast and not what faith says. Today is the day that we need to recognize that this is a good time to sow the Word of God. This is a good time to reap the Word of God. This is a good time. Jesus talked about how the sower sows the word. Amen. He said, if you don't understand this parable, you don't understand any parable. He goes on to talk about how the enemy comes to steal the word. He talks to us about how we are to continually be... Listen, I don't, I don't think it's in my notes, but the New Living Translation says the farmer plants the seeds by taking God's word and sharing it with others. Could I just suggest that now's the time to share the word of God? God has always done stuff in moments when everybody else said it was bad. God's always done stuff. I mean, Jerusalem, they're going to kill you if you go to Jerusalem. This is not a good time to go to Jerusalem. I mean, I mean, what do you mean feed the 5,000? It's a little late for that. I, I mean, seriously, is this a good time? I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too fat. God always waits till it's a bad time. Just ask the three Hebrew children. He waits. I mean, it wasn't a good time for John the Baptist. God's timing has sucked forever. I mean, Pharaoh, what are you? It's late. What do you mean we're going to? See, God will always wait till it's too late and it's too little so that he can show you that what he's doing has nothing to do with the conditions that are going on, but has everything to do with him. Bad timing. Always. And then he takes the bread, he blesses it, and he breaks it, and he feeds the 5,000. What's he saying? Don't look at the conditions, look at the Christ. Keep your eyes on the Christ. Keep your eyes on the one that came. This is, come on. If you keep watching things around you, it will scare you. And the enemy will keep forecasting things. 
He preaches about sowing the word. He feeds the 5,000. And in the Matthew's gospel, the 14th chapter, the 22nd verse, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. I love that sentence. He made them. Have you ever had to make your children do something? Am I the only one that can, can catch this word? He made them. Can you see the 12 of them stand there? The last time we got in this boat, we nearly died. Think with me. The last time they got in this boat, he fell asleep and the storm, we, no, we, no. You bailed us out the last time, but why tempt God again? He made them. Has God ever made you do something again that the last time wasn't too great? Oh, I'm the only one, huh? Listen, he's made me do stuff. I didn't enjoy it much. It didn't. Oh, yeah, the wind stopped blowing, but I was seasick before he got there. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. Could we just zap us? He made them get in the boat and go. Have you ever, has he ever made you go? He made you go visit that person. He made you go apologize. He made you swallow your pride. He made you get over it. He made you rethink that opinion. He made. How many times has he ever made you do something? Made you take out the trash. You were taking it down the driveway, but under your breath. Made you clean your room. Made them go before him. I don't want to go before him. To the other side. While well, he went and prayed, right? No. Here's the point that you'll miss in that verse. He gave them his word. He gave them his word. You go ahead, I'll be there. He gave them his word. You'll get over the sea. You'll get through this. You'll get there. The other side. I could wax eloquent about heaven. We're going. I, I could tell you about the afterlife. We're going to get to the other side. We're going to get on the other side of the storm. He gave me his word that I'm going to get through this tribulation and this trial and this season and this time. He gave me his word. I'm going to live through this. I have his word. Some of you have allowed the conditions and the wind to shake your faith in the word that he gave you that we're going to the other side of something. And I'm not afraid of getting in the boat and going to the other side because I have a word from Jesus. How many of you understand? We've been given a word. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And though you may not be able to see me, I will meet you on the other side. Is there any believer in here that believes they've got a word from God. When they put all of my stuff in that horse trailer, when I put my babies in the back of that Buick and they had committed to giving me $100 a week, I had a word from God. And my wife looked at me and said, I haven't heard. Sometimes it's lonely when you've heard and you're the only one that's heard. Can I speak to some people in the room and at home this morning? If you haven't got a word from God, that's your problem. Woo! Oh, well. Say with me, I've got a word. 
I'm going to the other side. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to walk before him. I'm going to. Yeah. And I know some of you are like, well, I got a word. I have faith. Yeah. See, the real problem is we hate his timing. Just ask Martha. It's not she didn't believe he is the resurrection. She just hated his timing. I mean, you, you, got, you got to give them credit. They're, 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 listen, I trust Annie with everything except time. Time. I say, are, are we going to go soon? Sure, yeah, right. I am in the car half a tank lower now. Time. She has no sense of time. I trust God with everything except we have trouble with this timing thing. Because we want it in our time. Now. I prayed it now. You told me to believe it now. What am I waiting on? Listen, I trust that girl with everything. But can I tell you something? If I go home before she goes home, let me promise you something. She'll be late to her own funeral. She's not driving. She keeps telling me I will be, but it won't be her fault. I, He sent the multitudes away. He went up to pray. They're out in the middle going, I ain't got a signal. I ain't got a signal. You got a signal? I don't know where we're at. Do you know where we're at? I don't know where we're at. Okay, this, this thing, this thing, look into this to figure out where we're at. See, if you got a word from God, you don't need to look at anything else to see where you're at. If you got a word from God, it don't make any sense to be checking the bars. Your boy, could I preach that a hundred ways? Bars. Wow. Bars used to mean where you went to drink. Now it means does it work? I mean, seriously, when I was a kid, if you had a bar, you had a drinking establishment. Now if you got bars, it means you're connected to something. Have you ever noticed that the only two people called users are drug users? And social media? I'm going to preach on what kind of user are you. And some people I know, they never use drugs, but man, they're using this. Oh, well. Do you know this will addict you? Even, it'll play with your brain. It'll warp your mind. Oh, well. Ah, that's not even the message. If you keep checking the weatherman, I got a bar, I got a word, I got a bar, I got a word, I got a word. Is this a bad time? Title of my message this morning, is this a bad time? If you think it's a bad time, you'll stop speaking the word. If you think it's a bad time, you'll stop reaping what the word has for you. If you've already predetermined this is a bad time, can I tell you something? The word will stop working in your life. You do not want to allow the events of the last four or five days to tell you it's a bad time because it's a great time to believe God. It's a great time to stand on the Word. It's a great time to see the Word come to pass in your life because God loves doing stuff in the middle of bad times. Oh, Jesus. Some of you are going to go ahead and shut me off now. Ah. In the fourth watch, do you know he'll wait till it's... He'd always late. 
He'll wait till the fourth watch before he come. But it says he saw him. Did you know the eye is on the sparrow? Wish I could sing. My God, I wish I could sing. Did you love the hymns this morning? See, sometimes you've got to trust God while you're in the middle of the storm. Sometimes you've got to trust God because trusting God in uncertain times is what faith is all about. And can I tell you that the moment that He is the closest is when the wind is blowing at its strongest. Can I tell you that Christ is coming to us and here they are and all of them are going on the midst of the word, I'll meet you on the other side. But Peter had this, this somehow this inane ability. I mean, Peter never waited till he was smart to say anything. <laughs> he's always put, he is out there in front. And, and here's Peter and he's in the boat. And he go, he's thinking, listen, if we're going through the storm on the word he gave back there, then bid me to come. And on one word, Peter stepped out on water. One word. He didn't ask for an explanation. He didn't ask for a confirmation. He didn't call a committee meeting. He had one word from God that said, come here. Jesus didn't walk on, Peter didn't walk on water. I don't care what. He walked on a word. He walked on a word. Listen to me. What makes you think you get to walk on the weatherman's forecast? What makes you think you get to be any different than any of those people? They got in the boat on the basis of a promise, we're going to the other side. And Peter got out of the boat based on one word. What makes you think we're any different? We ain't that special. We have been promised we're going to get to the other side. And in the middle of the storms while we're going, if you got the guts to ask, he'll give you a word. Peter gets a bad rap for what is about to happen. But can I tell you, he ought to get kudos for asking for a word. Some of us need to be asking God for a word. The weatherman will keep you from asking God for a word because he's already forecast what's going to. I'm preaching for good, Pete, but ain't everybody kind of staring at me like a dog with a new bowl. I mean... I feel like a pheasant in the midst of a bunch of people with guns. You'll get that in a minute, too. Like a cow at a new gate. I mean, never mind. <laughs> he walked on the word. And the only time he began to sink was when he saw the. Come on, you know the story. When he saw the. One translation says he, he observed the wind. One translation says he saw the waves. The point is, he got his eyes off the word. The point is, you need to keep your eyes on the word or you can put your eyes on... See, faith is all about focus. Whatever you focus on... I've had one word from God in 2020. Anybody been here with me? Focus. That's the only word I had. In January. I thought that meant we were going to redo the sanctuary. <laughs> Seriously. And we're going to focus and we're going to update the carpet. It's November. You know what focus means? Pray that you get in. You, you didn't get it. I thought we were going to update the place. Now then, I pray all week long that we can just get in here. 
and do it safely. And do it. All my faith is focused on can we get together and praise Jesus. I care less now about the carpet. Now I'm not even paying attention to it. I'm so busy looking at you going, thank God for you. Am I making sense? Focus. Whatever you focus on. You can focus on the Word or you can focus on the forecast. It's up to you. If you focus on the Word, can I tell you something? The forecast will change. When I focus on the Word, oh well, some of you are going, what? I can change the forecast by focusing. Man should not live by bread alone, but by on every... Is that what your Bible says? Hmm. See, he gave them another word. And they focused on that word, and Peter... Listen, I know I don't know anything, and I know people find reasons to discredit anything I say. But I stood there. And that gentleman fell down on the floor, about 300 people in the room, and he slithered like a python. He fell down that floor and he slithered like a python that way, and he slithered back, and then he slithered up through those chairs. And everybody in that room went, ah! And I had a praise and worship team. They threw off their guitars, and they jumped down, and they sat on him. And the whole place is gone. And I remember the Lord saying, if you won't pay attention to it and praise me, Sometimes, Christians, we give too much attention to the thing. And it distracts us from the one that will fix the thing. Oh, well. And I, I did. I screamed. I was trying to look around this room. Heather would remember it. I screamed at that place. Stop! Lift your hands. And we lifted our hands in that thing. And we started singing, Amazing Grace. How's I'll never forget it because I'm not Spanish. I couldn't sing it in Spanish, but I could hear the English kids singing. I could hear the Spanish kids singing. And pretty soon the chair stopped being knocked over by his slithering. Pretty soon he got up and he came down. And he sat down there and Cesar got up and went around him, put his hands around him. That man died a couple years ago. <laughs> my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Depart from them. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them. Listen, quit allowing those kinds of things to get your attention. Don't let the wind get your attention. The demonic, the evil, the bad has been here from the beginning. It will always be here until Jesus comes. If you get your eyes off on what's bad and evil and slithering around, you'll miss the point. You can either pay attention to Jesus or you can pay attention to... Is this a bad time? I think it's a great time. 
I think it's a great time to speak the word. I think it's a great time to keep my eyes focused on Jesus. I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I am convinced that no storm. I'm convinced that if I focus on the word that God's given to me that I can walk through this thing. I refuse to let the weatherman. I refuse. How many got a word from God? Solomon wrote, life and death is on your tongue. If you got a word, speak the word. If you got a word but you're unwilling to speak it, life and death are on the power of the tongue. We need to be speaking life. We need to be speaking healing. We need to be speaking grace and forgiveness. Uh, future, a hope, a purpose. That's what we need to be doing. I have a word. I'm going to speak that word. I'm going to stay focused on that word because the Bible says his angels are awaiting to perform that word. I'm going to give them plenty to perform. Paul says, let no corrupt word come out of your mouth except that which is good, necessary for edification that it might impart grace. James says that if we stumble in many things, but if you do not stumble in word, you're a perfect man. If you can bridle your, body, your mouth, you can bridle the whole body. I have a word, and that's the word I'm going to speak. The word is near me. It's in my mouth. And if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, I shall be saved. If we got saved by taking the word into our heart and saying it with our mouth, we are delivered the same way. We make it through the same way. I've been preaching this as long as I live. The word works. It's the only thing that matters. I'm fine. I just have shouted too much. Somebody go, hmm. Have you ever noticed that if you cough in stores now, they go, Are you threatening me? You can clear a room by just sneezing. I did. I just sneezed. I just sneezed. And people backed up 12 feet. I remember that verse in the Bible. He sneezed and parted the seas. I thought, oh, this is cool. You want to get to the front of the line? Bam! Five little things this morning, and I'll stop. Focus on the Word. Just focus on the Word, please. Number two, he said, why are you afraid? Do not fear. 365 times in the Bible it says, do not fear. Fear is a choice. Say it with me. I will not fear. Focus on the word. Make a decision. I will not panic. I will pray. I will not worry. I will worship. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and of a sound. One translation says self-controlled. Number three, I'm going to trust God. Uh, I, I've been trusting. I, I, listen, I trusted God when I turned on the, Yo, on, on, on the Bueller Haven Road and my wife said, I have not heard. I was trusting God. Trust God. Look at your neighbor and say, trust God. 
It's hard to trust God for timing, isn't it? Number four, would you please be patient? Habakkuk chapter two, I love this verse. I think we've got it. But these things I plan will not, won't happen right away. But slowly, steadily, and surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. It seems slow, but do not despair. For these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. Can I tell you something? This is not the end of a story. We sang it this morning. This is my story. It was my great-granddad's story. It was my grandparents' story. It was my parents' story. It will be my great-great-grandchildren's story. This is not the end of a story, for God's sake. We are part of a story that's so much bigger. I am living for the next generation. I'm not even living for this one. I'm living for another one. I'm trying to impart my grandchildren and my children. Am I making any sense? Don't panic. And just because I'm not panicked doesn't mean I don't know the truth. Ten Boom said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. That's pretty good. And number five, give thanks. We got a lot to be thankful for this morning. My goodness, we got a lot to be thankful for. Can I tell you, American, something? You get to vote. There are people in China that would have loved to have done what you just did. There are people in Venezuela that are dying for the chance. Do you have any idea how blessed you are? For those veterans? For those chaplains? Everyone in here is going to go home this afternoon, and I promise, I guarantee there's not a person in here that's not going to eat blessed we are? I, I, I go home every Sunday and say, thank you, Jesus, for another Sunday. Up until nine months ago, I'm not sure I was that grateful. But after March the 16th, I walk out of here every Sunday and go, thank you, Lord. We, we sang a song. We, we read the Word. We shared communion. Sometimes people come to Christ. We pray for a few people. I love church. I love everything about church. I believe church is the ark of God. I, I believe theologically I can prove to you that you don't get saved alone. You come into this thing called the body of Christ and you're not the body, you're a member. So focus on the word. Don't fear. Trust God. Be patient. And be thankful. He observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. 
I'm going to keep sowing the word and I'm going to keep reaping a harvest because my eyes are on the word of God. Some of you are going through tough times in relationship, your finances, job. Keep your eyes on the word. Just keep your eyes on the word. Did you get anything this morning? Did I? If you was expecting some sort of other observations, you're not going to get them from me. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers and that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time.